This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Is it bad that when I, when I had to skip a show last week, I didn't even bother listening to the show? Yeah, it's okay. No, no, yeah, no don't blame me. I was like, it's Heath, it's Heath and First. Had I known Martin was on, I would have listened. But it was Heath and First. I'm we like, what could they possibly be coming up with? You're tuned in to Junior Motorsports Upfront, presented by Dale's Pale Ale, the original craft beer in a can. Visit OscarBlues.com to find out where Dale's is sold near you today. Now here's your host, Regan Smith and Heath White. Welcome to another episode of Junior Motorsports Upfront, presented by Dale's Pale Ale. I'm uh, Regan Smith. Heath White is sitting across from me. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey, Regan. I'm so excited. Thanks for coming back. I had to have a week off. It was well, my birthday. It was your birthday. Were you, you drunk? I mean, it was my birthday. You better introduce Mike before he starts talking. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. he's already introduced himself. He talked already. Join us this, joining us this week, Mike Davis. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, we would introduce him as I actually, what his actual last name job Davis. title is, but I don't really last know what Davis. his actual Just job title is. Just call me last is. name Davis. But uh, you're a PR guy. You're a radio actually, personality. You're a TV star. According to the note sheet, you are a minor celebrity. That's minor celebrity. We Not have a major. minor celebrity in the room with us. A minor. That's, how, that's how do you feel about that? Exactly. First thing, put this sheet together. How do you feel about him describing you as a minor celebrity? He's fired. I feel bad because I also described Stephen Stephan as a minor celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that is now you've true. been grouped with Stephen <laughs> Stephan. I didn't think I could be more pissed. And yet <laughs> I stand corrected. <laughs> I mean, I see that I see physically the similarities, but I just didn't know that there was any similarities outside of that. Can you see me at Saeed's periscoping all the ladies? <laughs> Probably yes, 15 can. years ago, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually. No way. Uh, Stefan will be still doing something like that. I mean, I don't. I guess Periscope won't be a thing in 15 years, but whatever is that, like, creeper status of 15 years from now, Stefan will probably be doing it. <laughs> It'll still be there. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's what I do here. But <laughs> <laughs> well, let ex- well, let's explain why we brought Mike in, first yeah, off. Yeah, because I'd like to know. Because, well, number one, I told you before the show, we were running I out of people know to talk too. to. But really, Mike was back on the road this weekend. He was. Yeah. So we thought, Mike Davis, he's got all kinds of stories to this tell. Kinda, this is kind of like Heath. You come off the bench just when you feel like it and actually go Regan, do what offensive. got you there? Or that's what? offensive. Mark it down. That's the first time you offended me this episode. That's one. First? <laughs> are, we mark, are we marking these down <laughs> We're going to keep track. I just, just this is a new category? Right. Okay. By the end of the show, we're going to tally these up. You are offended because he said you come off the bench? He's talking trash about me. That's offensive. But it is kind of accurate, though. Like, you, you do come off the bench when it when – it, when it comes to road travel, right? Well, he's because saying because you're not a full time. He's traveler. saying I come off the bench when it suits me. Listen, buddy, you gotta own it, man. It's not bad. Like I have no problem when they say that about me. Yes, Regan, I came off the bench. I, I, <laughs> I gave Tyler. I spelled Tyler uh, for for the weekend, and it, and guess what? I'm not spelling him anymore for the rest of the year. I will be back on the bench. <laughs> well, Mike, so, how was your weekend? My week was good. Talk all to the us way about it. You went up. You went up to New Hampshire, right, to yeah. help out. Uh, help out. Obviously, yeah. Tyler had the weekend off. You went and took care of the PR duties but this weekend. Basically, this is what I do. Uh, I don't want uh, the PR rep to get burned out, real, like in the first year. So I tell Tyler, "Hey, pick two or three races uh, that you want to, you know, that you need off, and I'll go for you." And New Hampshire was one of them. I think that had everything to do with the fact that the Panthers were playing at home. Yep. I, I do think that was a strong coincidence. Yep. Yeah. I'd say that's a fair statement. So uh, I went to New Hampshire, and uh, it was a lovely weekend all the way up until the part where we didn't have tires or fuel mm. at the end of the race. That's a problem. Tires and two fuel things. can create a problem. There's two a things race. you want to have at the end, 
and we had neither. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was unfortunate, but it was it was a good weekend, and uh, we had speed in the car. I was going to say that the speed was nice. I noticed yeah. after all the practices, and and you know, typically a team that maybe always races better than their practice shows, right? That's kind of been their MO this year. And yeah. In, in practice, they were quick. They were quick in the race. They ran top three majority of the And we qualified day. 11th, was like, which was like a pole for us. We had good speed in the car, and we qualified well, and we practiced well, and we raced it really well. Uh, we just did not strategize well. Now, with all the wheeze that you're dropping into this, can we attribute a lot of this to the simple fact that you were there then? Is that I'd what like you're getting so. at? Are you, are you taking uh, taking claim for all this? I certainly bring an element of talent that Tyler is not unable to bring Whoa. To, to the weekend. Hang on a second. Can I just stop you there? Well, yeah. Because you know how Tyler, he's our other statistic guy aside from first name. He was good with Harvick. And he came I, well, Who can't on. be good with Harvick? He came to my office this week and I said and made a comment about you went to the track. Look at Dale's finish. Uh, listen, I can't put the gas in the car for them. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to point out, you make a good point there that Tyler makes, though. At the end of the day, you got to look at the number. Listen, I was told that we need to qualify You said we better. on everything else. Yeah. I'm basically like. Are uh, you not included I, now? When I, there's I, what I am, I'm like, uh, I'm like tape on the grill. <laughs> I, okay, can, I, can, this I, I can bring in like a, a few extra, uh, you know, tents for you. But at the end of the day, <laughs> I can't do everything. And uh, I, I brought, I, I didn't do well in the truck race, clearly, <laughs> at all. That's, that's, that's true. Uh, whatever I brought in speed in the cup car, I did not bring in the truck. So you had double duty this weekend on top of that then. I even went out there and took a couple pictures, he did. didn't I, Davis? He did. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. did. He sent them to me. Real team player helpful. this weekend. Yeah. But it was a fun weekend, if that's what you're trying to get at. I, I had a good time up in Loudon. There, there's a lot of Dirty Mo' radio listeners I came across. Oh, yeah? A lot of people wearing the Dell Yes shirt. I mentioned this on the download this week. And, uh, it's it, a pretty it's cool kinda, shirt. It's kind of nice. Popular shirt. Yeah, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that listen to Dirty Mo' radio, so I always like to, to see them. Loudon is actually, of the places we go, it's a neat place to go. There's oh, a lot yeah. of cool stuff in that area up there. And, and the fans really come out for that race. There is a lot of fans. What did you think about uh, the Harvick and Jimmy thing? Yeah, I wanted to have you on last week so we could talk about this. Yes. Yeah, I, you know, I I got mixed emotions about it because I understand why Harvick was mad. Um, at the same time, Jimmy was down there, and and Kevin didn't give up any ground, and Jimmy wanted to come up the racetrack, and you know he put himself on the apron. So Kevin, in Kevin's defense, he drove a straight line to the corner. Okay, uh, so here's my question for Jimmy you. Jimmy made room. I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything different from that than what happened between uh, Jeff and Brad the year prior at Texas there earlier but but that early in the race harvick could have definitely let him come up right yeah i mean he could have absolutely and and if you're that early in the race you, your job as a driver is to get your car to the finish line first of all you're not on the last lap i think in that situation with the chase the way it is and everything like that you know maybe that early on if that had been let's say that was dover and they're racing for a position to to keep them you know to keep them in the chase you got to think about it you know, you got to say, okay, I'm going to keep him down here. I'm going to take every spot I can get. It was a tough situation for both of them because Harvick did have a car on the outside also. you got to remember that. And he may not have known how far he could come up. If his spotter's saying one outside, one inside, he's he's holding his line. He's like, all right, I'll hold my line right here. Uh, they all, you know, at that point, they all want the clean air. They want to get up front. So yeah. I, I, I saw it as good hard racing, and I'll be honest, I didn't see anything wrong with what happened after the race. I, I didn't mean, either. Well, hang if, on. If Let you're going to go this. to the guy's motorhome immediately yes. after what's, he gets out of the what's car. What's the etiquette of this? Like, typically you see this stuff on pit road. I, Mike Davis, you might be different. I've never seen it happen in the coach lot before. I th it's happened in the coach lot. I don't think the cameras are usually on it when it happens in the no, coach lot. No. That's the difference. And, and because the camera happened to be showing down there and, and – 
for whatever reason, looked like Kevin had already showered, done his thing. Jimmy was just heading back and was still in his driver's uniform. You know, from what I saw, it appeared that, that Jimmy, based on the clip that they showed, was kind of waiting to talk to him yeah. and was standing there. I don't know if their buses were parked next to each other or what the situation was there, but, <laughs> you know, you can't expect that guy to not be mad. I mean, if you're going to approach him, you better, you better, you know. Give him time to cool off. Well, you better expect whatever response you get. You sh- it can't surprise you at that point. And Harvick gave the response that he wanted to give. I'd, I'd love to have been uh, whoever who was standing Josh. in the middle of him. Josh. We, we probably need to get Josh on here to find oh, out what me. was being said trust in between. Me. Listen, I saw as soon as I saw Josh Jones, I, I saw Josh and Harvick on pit road right before qualifying this past weekend, and I said, you troublemakers, <laughs> and I yelled it out. They were laughing. Wait, you said, stirred the pot? Yeah, I did. I <laughs> can't ever imagine Mike Davis stirring Goes the pot. The so I went up week. there, and, and Harvick, I said, hit me like you hit him. I want to I see what it feels like, and so he hit me. <laughs> And it hurt. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> and I'm like, man, you hit him that hard. He goes, I hit him way harder than that. And I'm like, really? Well, maybe you're wow. just maybe you're just a can. Yeah. You need to get in the gym, Mike. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I mean, I didn't when was the last time? We have a great physical fitness program here at Junior Motorsports. We have a gym. Employees have access to it 24-7. Okay. Key cards get in, whatever you want to do. A lot of guys, I know Heath uses it at lunchtime. First name walks by it and, and stares at the people that are using it. Okay, what's your question? I don't know that he actually works out, do you? No. no. When's You're the right last time you set foot in that gym to work out? Yesterday. Oh. It's on the way to the snack machine downstairs. <laughs> he, I will attest he did walk through yesterday. Yeah. What? Fair talked, enough. Talked a little trash I, I, I got, to the snack As machine. a matter of fact, it was a big deal because, Davis, do you remember I came up upset about it because I yeah. accidentally hit C2 instead of C3. <laughs> What'd you I, get? I wanted the potato skins, naturally, because that's the best option you got in that snack machine. And I gave me these, like, hot fries. Yeah, sometimes that thing doesn't but, correlate. Yeah. So that was my gym experience. So if Mike Davis's day was Oh, look at work. this. Ice cream is being delivered. Ah, you not guys only it's are being so delivered. Thanks, Kathy. Oh, You're man. the best. Look at this. This is what you guys do in this Thank podcast. You. Y'all have ice cream delivered to you. Thanks, for Kathy. those that don't, okay, so for our listeners to know, there is uh, apparently an ice cream truck on property at Junior Motorsports today. Uh, is this thanks to Nationwide Insurance and the Children's Hospital. Who you won for? Yeah, yeah, we did. And uh, so that's actually were, courtesy of you, Regan, and and Nationwide. I, I don't know that this one uh, – yeah, sure. We'll say thank you to Nationwide. Yeah. Thank you. And, uh, you know, ice cream on the set. Now we're going over oh, with this program for the next little <laughs> while. The Davis will keep talking. Hey, here's a question I got. Uh, this, this, this came up over this weekend. I, How did this interview turn into you interviewing us? Hold on. I got a question for you. It's a real question. Mike Davis hijacked podcast. No, no stop. Yeah, that's, <laughs> there you go. Right. I noticed in the race this past weekend that uh, – Kevin Harvick's spotter comes back and, and during the race, and he says, hey, just be careful. Uh, he he was approaching Carl, or Carl Edwards was coming behind him, and he goes, hey, he's still mad about earlier. And Harvick goes, mad about what? And the question I have is, it's a theory I have, that drivers probably don't know half of the times that they've actually angered somebody. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I mean, you don't know, right? Right. Unless you physically run into another car and you make a mistake, you don't know. You might have cut somebody off and had no clue. Um, you might have, you know, done something that uh, that they thought was a big deal, and you didn't think was anything at all. Yeah, cause uh, the spotter said because you crowded him earlier or something like that. Yeah, and, and I'll be honest, during the race, there's a lot of what happens that I don't remember. I go back and watch the races to remind myself if there's something I really think I need to remember, or something that happened that's like you know of a big point that I want to make to to not forget it. I'll go back and watch it to make yeah. sure I do. Have you ever uh, wanted to go discuss something with a driver afterwards? And that driver, or maybe it was to a driver talking to you, and you guys, you had no idea what they were talking about. 
I'm sure it's happened. Uh, you know, off the top of my head, I can't really think about it. Po- on a post-race deal? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm sure it's happened, and, and, you know, I'm not sure uh, I'm not sure I could tell you an instance right now off the top of my head that it's happened, but, uh, it, I mean, it happens to all of us, right? Yeah. There's there's guys. I th- actually, I think it happened in our race this weekend in the Xfinity race. Oh, yeah, with uh, Brian Bubba, Scott Bubba, and Bubba well, and getting into it, and I don't think Bubba fully knew. Exactly. One of them didn't know there was, and, going on. and I don't know the whole story behind that one, but one of them I don't think really knew. Why the other one was so mad? Bubba or, or seemed like versa. he didn't know what the heck Brown was. Well, I gotta be about, honest because they showed a replay of that. And I'm like, really? He's mad about that? Like, again, same situation though. A restart. One guy goes to the middle line. The other guy thinks there's room to come up. If you know, I don't know how you say this guy's right or that guy's wrong. I think you can make an argument for both of them in any of those situations. So I think here's what I think should not be done. And Regan, you can tell me if if you you call BS on this. I don't think you should be reaching your head in anyone's window until they're out. You know what I mean? And Brian Scott has done that before because I was with – when Eric Amarola was here, he did the same thing to Amarola. He got in the – correctly climbed in the car before Eric could get out. Well, all I know is the the clip that I saw, I don't think I would have reached my head in simply because it looked like Bubba was coming up swinging (laughs) as he reached his head in there. I don't know if that was true or not, but Brian didn't look like he had his arms in there. It was really, uh, you know, getting too far in there. I don't know. I'd, it'd be cool if they had an in-car camera in that situation that to see actually what happened in you the car. You couldn't see because the car was in the way. And yeah, the well, and the reflection off, yeah. the, or at least the video I saw. I don't know if there's other video out there. We like drama. One of my all-time favorite moments, uh, not favorites, one of my all-time most memorable moments uh, was when my driver reached into a car. Your driver who? Uh, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. He reached into a car. I, You couldn't see what was going on. You just saw him inside the cockpit of the car um, and the guy that uh, was in the car the driver gets out and his nose is bleeding <laughs> that would have been jimmy spencer who reached in somehow i knew it was going to be jimmy so i just had a and, feeling and, and, and i'm and when kurt bush got out of that car and he's like got blood coming down his face i was like oh my gosh he hit him <laughs> he hit him i can't believe he did it well it's kind of refreshing though because nascar drivers usually don't actually punch each other in the face yeah, he did that day. You're just kind of a couple. I remember one Marcus Ambrose last year throwing a pretty oh. good right hook at one point. I remember or somebody's wife went after Pappas, didn't she? Oh yeah, I remember that. that oh, I don't know about this one. Yeah, yeah you do. Oh, it's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, what race was that? It was just a year or two ago. Yeah, wasn't it? was it mid? Was it mid Ohio? Maybe it was a road course. I think. No, no it was, it was a truck Mexico race. Or no, it was a truck race in Canada. And you don't remember the guy's wife going up and slapping him? Oh, I do remember that yeah. now. That's I did. I forgot all about that. She walked up and gave him a little. little I Max, if you go back and watch that, Max looks like the Hulk. Like you know, you don't like him when he's angry. Like she hits him, and he. I swear, he grows two feet. He's I, like, I love Max. Well, Max is a pretty big guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's tall. He's you know he's physically fit. He works out a lot. So she got out of there pretty quick. Hey, if we're talking about altercation, so that's one way you can handle it. Have your wife go up and slap the other <laughs> driver if you don't want to get into it yourself, or you could have what Biffle. Biffle's. Uh, oh, I know. Uh, what yeah, and, and was it Kurt Busch's ex? It was Kurt. That was Texas. It was yeah. It was when they just something. she she just hopped off her pit box and went down to uh, threw a water bottle at her. She went up there and. Had I got to tell you, I'm fortunate that I don't think my wife would ever do that. I don't think she'd hurt a fly to begin with, and I surely know that she's not going to go down to somebody else's pit box just to yell at the wife. Because I mean, what, what does she have to do with if it? If they're sitting on the pit box, were either one of them steering the race car at that point? Got to go voice your displeasure, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was cool. It, was, it made for some pretty good fun. clips and good highlights because it's still played today on all those shows that uh, you know, back in the day shows and everything like that. They play that regularly. Oh yeah. Still. Listen, we, I remember having a test at Richmond like the next day, the next two days, and we were. It was back in the days when you know all the NASCAR teams were out there testing, and Tony Gibson, uh, 
was sitting out there. It was during lunch, and Greg Biffle was walking by. <laughs> Tony Gibson, who everybody knows, and, you know, he's that old redneck guy, and he's like, "Hey, Biffle, my money was your was on your old lady." He <laughs> <laughs> oh. goes, "My money was on your old lady." <laughs> I could see Gibson saying it just like that too. All right, I'm about to try to get us back on topic. Mike, you do a how's that root beer float, by the way? <laughs> it's pretty good. Don't get any ice cream on your mic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Easier said than done. All right, so we talked about TJ a little bit. I've got a TJ story from a few weeks ago that I wanted to bring to your attention since you are Tyler oh, really? Overstreet's boss. Okay. One TJ Majors apparently uh, was driving Tyler's rental car back to the airport, got a speeding ticket. Okay. The speeding ticket. TJ got a speeding ticket? Yeah, it, was, it wasn't bad. Um, it wasn't very fast. So if that's what you're worried about. Anyway. I'm not. I just think it's great. I, well, I, I no, wish I'd have known better. this. It gets better than this. TJ got the speeding ticket. However, the car Let me was, guarantee you he talked his way out of that ticket somehow, too. Oh, no, he didn't. But it gets better. Oh, Even okay. better. The car was in Tyler's name. So guess who the ticket came to? Oh, goodness. <laughs> guess who paid the ticket? Tyler. Tyler. Guess who didn't pay the ticket? TJ. <laughs> so he didn't have to talk his way out of it. He already knew. He already had his plan made to start with. <laughs> How, what do you think about that? Well, is, is Tyler is 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 that going to get resolved? I mean, is I, TJ going to pay? I told Tyler he needed to figure it out. Let me tell you something about TJ. <laughs> <laughs> TJ will he's a shyster man, and God love him, he is what he is. But I'm going to tell you, he th- this past weekend for whatever reason, like the teams were split, their hotels were split. So TJ, who's usually in the same hotel I would be in, he wasn't. So. We land on Friday, and TJ's like, yeah, hey, uh, I'm going to need you to take me to my hotel afterwards. And I said, yeah, that ain't happening. And he says, no, no, it's just along the way. I said, TJ, I know where your hotel is, and I know where my hotel is. You're not going to talk me into this. And he goes, but it's just down the I said, TJ, do you turn left or right out of the racetrack? And he goes, right. I go left, okay? So that's why we're not going to do this. You got you got, you got, got probably 100 people here that, you, that you've got in your pocket that could take you to your hotel. Well, so that was the thing. Well, we did agree that on Sunday morning I would go pick him up because then we go park the car and we position it, and he's got the keys because it's by the spotter stand, yada, yada, yada. So I go pick him up, but TJ is an immense ball buster. Like, he will text a hundred times just making sure he knows what time you're going to be there and all this stuff, and it started Saturday night. And I'm watching football. So it's like, hey, what time are you going to be here tomorrow? And I'm like, I'm just going to let him sit on that for a while. I'm not going to answer. And then he comes back <laughs> another 20 minutes later. And then it's like, then he's like, Bueller? And then all these things. And I'm like, finally, I say, look, I'll be there at 9.15 tomorrow morning, Sunday morning. It's 7.45 the next morning. He's like, hey, he's I'm texting just you letting you know I'm ready. And I'm just like, that's son of a – I'm like, he, he just needs to chill out. And he's just tapped the brakes a little bit. So I didn't answer every 20 minutes. He's texting. Hey, just making sure – so I said, I'm not going to text him back. I'm just going to show up at the time that I said I was going to be there. You because put your foot down, damn it. Only that I did something else. I answered his last text. I was actually out front of his hotel, and I said, I'm just getting out of the shower. You're going to need to find your own way. <laughs> and now he's the spotter. Now you get he the phone sorted, call immediately. He sort of needs this. to be there. And I'm like, this is just going to be fun for me. 
And then I find out he's not in the lobby. He's upstairs. So I'm, I'm really I, now I'm in the I'm now I'm in his hotel in his lobby eating breakfast out of their food, which I'm not even supposed to be doing, <laughs> but it looked good. So I'm sitting there with, and, and uh, our backup truck driver's down there, and he's laughing. And I said, "Listen, I'm going to make him say that you, he's got to ask you for a ride, and he knows that you don't go to the track until 30 minutes into the race because he's the backup driver. Right. He needs to be rested." So I said, "Listen, TJ, I can't come get you." Um, you need to ask uh, Scott. You need to ask Trucker. And he goes, I can't ask Trucker. He's he's going to. And I'm like, you need to go ask him. He's nicely. saying all this through text, too. Yeah, through text. And he's like, and, he, and then he's, and, and so, uh, I man, I let that go for a half hour. I thought that was just going to be a five-minute little joke for me. And I let it go. And I said, hey, by the way, if you get, you need to ask Trucker. He he might be downstairs eating cereal right now. And then, I, and then he was like, what? And I said, um. You need to let you need to let your hotel know that they need to replace the coffee, and then finally that like he comes he down and he's he like, it. "I knew you were kidding all along," and I'm like, <laughs> "No, you didn't. No, you didn't. I had you." But yeah, TJ, I couldn't imagine the two of you when you yeah, were on the truly. road full time together between the two of y'all. Yeah, we got stories. I'm it sure must have been nonstop between you busting his balls stories. and him busting your balls. It I, I couldn't even. I don't know how you keep up at that point. Does that make you feel a little better about the prank you played, knowing that he owes Tyler fifty bucks? That's all it is for a speeding ticket. It was. Uh, it it was. He didn't actually get pulled over. It was the camera. Oh, so he might have uh, ran a stoplight or something like yeah, that. We I don't, don't actually what know what he. If no, he was, it was a speeding ticket. Oh, speeding. Let me tell you okay. something. I've gotten speeding tickets in just about every NASCAR town. You're I know leaving, the cops personally. You're lo- leaving the race. You're in a hurry to get to the airport. That's I, the way it goes. Strangely, that's never been then. I was going like, to say leaving always, the race. They're always pretty good about yeah. it. Yeah, because they're guiding people out, telling people hurry up, anyways. Yeah, it's always like on a Friday or something stupid. You know, a really good PRF would never get. Uh, speeding ticket. What does PR rep have to do anything with driving a car? I, I was I'm self glorifying. <laughs> so you've never had a speeding ticket? Not on the company's watch. No. I almost like Heath, to think that. Careful, your shoulder. Uh, you, it's gonna hurt. Uh, yeah, it's trying to pat yourself there. There you go. Yeah. Okay. It's almost like you might not not be doing your job. I mean, like Whoa. part of PR, part of being a PR rep is being able to get in and out of the track. How do you think Tyler? Go, 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 hurry, hurry, hurry. Yeah. yeah. How yeah. do you think Tyler learned to drive the way he does on the road? I, I don't know how. With to, me. Okay. No one gives me any credit around here, first name. I'm telling you what. Tyler has to pay a speeding ticket. Anyway. <laughs> All right, so, Mike, what else you got for us? We're about ready to let you go. <laughs> Hold on. He's busy eating ice cream again. It's kind of disturbing to sit here and watch him eat this, this uh, root beer float or whatever it is that it's he's good. eating. I mean, it's haunting, though. You know, you just it, – yeah. What else do we got from this weekend? I will say this. No matter how long you've been doing PR in this sport, and I mean this, and you might agree or disagree, but I'm going to tell you for me, no matter how long you've been doing it, there is a routine There is a routine or a flow that you can only get if you do it every week. And so, like, it is a little difficult um, when you just fill in for Tyler when he wants to go to Panthers football games because it's just like there's so much stuff going through want. your mind. There's so much – I don't know about you, but there's so much stuff that goes in my mind of just like calendars and, um, you know, logistics and all these things. And unless you're doing it on a weekly basis, you know, just all the time, it is a little difficult to get in that routine and and remember everything. And then you throw in the fact that, you know, my attention can can sway. Yours? Yeah. Just a little. No. Bit. Just a little. It, you know, it, it becomes a, it becomes a, a, you know, a challenge, a bit of a challenge. But we made it through. We made it to where we needed to go. So, um. You made it home. Do you do you feel the same way, being that you come off the bench? Uh, uh, to an extent. However, I I have been 
see, I have been, I was on the road full time last year. So when was your last full time deal? When was that? So I'm a little closer to still being. You know what I mean? You know what this whole day has proven to me? What? That you know everybody bust drivers and say, oh, drivers are prima donnas, this, that, and the other. The fact of the matter is, it would appear that the PR reps are actually the bigger prima donnas here. I don't understand. Yeah, because all of you come off the road and then have to tell stories about when you go back on the road and how difficult it is and this, that, and the other. No, that's not what I'm But the fact is, point. you guys all do it for a year or two. Oh, we're going to come off the road. Do it for a year or two. Oh, we're going to come off the road. It depends on what kind of driver you have. And, like, you know, you're, you're considered <laughs> a complicated one. The, and I'm perfectly you're, fine you're with that. You're considered a needy one. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, oh, this got to be right. <laughs> do what? I said Regan's on the phone again. He needs this. He needs that. That's right. <laughs> hey, I got a question for you. Okay. What did you uh, – you and I haven't had a chance to really talk about it, but that ESPN uh, Bristol Motor Speedway opportunity that, uh, from a couple of weeks ago, how did that go? Yeah, we had the we had the tax layer, uh, tax layer deal at Bristol. Got to do some ride-arounds, take some people on the racetrack, and uh, a lot of the personalities and, and football personalities. It was fun. It was uh, it was definitely something different, something unique, and, and got to give the wife a ride. That was cool. I think that aired this week on 360. Yeah, we so did sure, 360 on that. I'm sure was, some people she, saw that. She was hysterical, and she was saying that she was expecting you to uh, try to scare her. Again, I pointed out I was in a lose-lose situation there. If I scare her, yeah, I don't live it down. If I don't scare her, I don't live it down. I had no, yeah, darn if there you was, do, darn if there you was don't. no out for me on that one. Well, you know, my favorite part of that actually was when you said to Heath, "If if we don't make it at back, you're responsible, you're responsible for, for, it. for it." And Megan lost her, you know, <laughs> no! beat right. So I want to think about this for a second. What would Heath be like with Rhett? I, you know. What would that be like? I mean, he doesn't have kids. He's got dogs. It's not the same. Hang on a second. We, we're well, we know that he like would. We know that he would have food and water at all times. It might be in a dish on the floor, <laughs> but we do know he'd have that, so that's good. But Red, eat your food, man. It's on the floor. <laughs> you know, that was one of those moments where the only person close to me at that moment. Yeah, I'm that could have been. Megan, could have been first name. For well, all I'm thinking know. Megan and I are about to go out on the racetrack, and we're not in one of my actual race cars. We're in one that's been prepared somewhere other than junior motorsports. Mm-hmm. What if something happens? You know, I'm, all these things are flashing. They're racing through my mind. Mark that down. The, that's the number two. Mike just offended me. <laughs> <laughs> and the closest person to me was he. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I've worked with Heath for the past three years. He seems like a pretty stand-up guy. And, and Mark this down. This is one where I just complimented him. If we're marking all <laughs> yeah. the yeah. That's a wash. Take that other he one off. got one back, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I just felt, I felt compelled to say, Heath. Just in case, take care of Rat. Who would you Who would you leave your kid with more? Just so you, just for the record, I am really good with kids. I don't have kids of my own. Between my wife and I, we have nine nieces and nephews. We're godparents to four of them. Yeah, I'm good. Again, you send them home at the end of the day <laughs> when you don't want to deal with them anymore. Oh, they come stay with us from time to time. Now, g- so. g- give me a name of one of your uh, nieces or nephews. Addison. What's their, What's Addison's birthday? Addison's birthday and is I late, July. It's late, late July. Late July. Is there a date? <laughs> I'm horrible with birthdays. Okay. I really am. All right. I'm uh, not making her up. She exists. I'll show you on Facebook. <laughs> Facebook. Oh, Facebook. So he will parent your kid through Facebook. <laughs> I mean, because everything's on Facebook right. now. If you have 2,000 friends, they're all on Facebook. Would you prefer Heath or Martin uh, take red oh. if something happened to you? Let's just say, let's say Megan's fine, and and Megan's gonna remarry somebody. Would you want her to remarry Heath, who I know is married? I, I I'm not, I haven't thought it all the way through. <laughs> or Mark, you're taking I'm us Martin. down a path that's only gonna get me in more trouble. <laughs> <laughs> We're not even gonna just touch that. No, really. Who 
Who would you want Megan to remarry, Heath or Wait, Martin? which question are you asking, Megan or who do you want? Megan has already told Answer me the first if anything question. were to ever happen to me that because she got it so right the first time she married, she would just <laughs> never marry again. <laughs> That's what so they always say. Happen. Actually, this might be a good segue. Maybe you should play <laughs> Regan Martin's deal from last week. Alrighty. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Regan hasn't heard, hasn't heard this. This I is Martin's hot this. laps last week. So we want we want your feedback on this. This is what Martin had to say in hot laps last week. First thing, you about ready? Yep. So let's listen to this, and then you can tell us what you think. Is it okay? Um, I brought my own music. You brought your own yeah. music? Yeah. To hot laps? Sure. Is, is he allowed to do that? Uh, I guess so. What you got, Martin? All right. Plug it in. Ich dachte, ich sage meine Hotlaps in Deutsch. Schade, dass es Regan Smith heute nicht ins Podcast geschafft hat. Aber ich hoffe, ich bin ein guter Satz und lasse ihm sogar sein Dales PLL für nächste Woche. Ach ja, ich habe vorher kurz in Amandas Büro vorbeigeschaut und gesehen, dass Regan seine Frau Megan in seinem NASCAR-Rennwagen mitgenommen hat, um ein paar Runden in Bristol zu drehen. Zum Glück waren weder Busher noch Ty Dillon auf der Rennstrecke, weil sonst vielleicht anstatt einem Mitfahren in ein regelrechtes Rennen ausgeartet wäre. <laughs> was that in German? <laughs> I can just tell Regan. Hey, confused I, the I, look, well, no, I the problem I've got is you guys are all sitting here laughing like you know exactly what he said. <laughs> I'm sitting here like it's in my. Is this is German. I don't think this is I English. can totally yeah. see Regan's face, and I said, he's about to ask. I don't understand what he just said. <laughs> <laughs> well, I heard enough words to know, you know, to know I probably should understand what he said. But then I thought there was uh, enough words that were in German. But the music throws it off because I, I can't hear the, I can't hear the. So body. what's the translation? Uh, he wouldn't really tell us. I heard Ty Dillon. I heard Ty Dillon. I heard Megan and Regan. I heard. Oh, well, he had something written which we translated to English, uh, which didn't get approved. Uh, so then we had to re-record. Why it. not? Why didn't it get approved? I can't, can't tell you that. Okay. Oh, but is it something I could read? Do you have it typed out anywhere? No. We do upstairs, oh. I'm pretty sure. No, that's the one he reads. Oh, yeah. yeah the he one would, he wouldn't yeah. let us know. I think he says something about the – I think he's talking about you and Megan riding around at Bristol Motor Speedway, which Mike, Mike just talked about. And I think he's talking about the points championship between Busher, and he threw, had to throw Ty Dillon in there, of course. You know how that is. See, I didn't even hear the name Busher in there and all that. I didn't either. There was a lot of things I, heard, I didn't hear. I heard, I heard Ty Dillon, though. I did hear that. I just, it was very Oktoberfest for me. I really enjoyed it. I felt like I should have a Dale's You should have, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It is that time of year. So our new our new segment, this is our third installment of this segment, called Stump First Name. First name, we're going to go back mm-hmm. to football here. Mike's not going to like this. All right. You're Gamecocks. Yes. We know their record. What's their record? 2-2. Two two. Okay. Can you name all the teams that they've played and the scores of those games? Up Ooh. to this point, that's only four. I could probably, yeah. I could. If you can't name the team, then they should be four and zero. Okay, yeah. let's start. I with can the name team. all the teams. The okay, scores start with be, the teams. Uh, the teams are North Carolina, yep. Kentucky, yep. Georgia, yep. Central Florida. Okay, let's do scores. All right. Well, uh, you were at the first game. You should know this. You here, here, <sighs> You know which it. ones they won and which ones they lost, so that should yeah. help you. Um, North Carolina. It was a close Carolina. game. It was close. It was. Dang, what was the score of that game? That's so disappointing. Um, 21, I don't know. 17 to 13. 17 13, damn. What about Kentucky? This is actually another close one. Yeah, we blew the first half completely. Um, let's see, uh, 22 to... <laughs> like, like how he breathes, he's like... 20 is this he's sweating. Yeah. He's Dang. sweating right now. 22, 17. No, 26. 26, 22. 
All right, what about hard? Who yeah. this for? Well, here's the thing. I yeah. tried to put this in perspective. I'm like, if you asked me the same question, Ask I would stuff struggle. about the company. Like All the right. company that he works okay, for. Okay, here's a good one. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right, this is round two of something first thing. The first driver to lead a lap in a junior motorsports Chevrolet yeah, came at Michigan Speedway. It's a good one. Who was that driver? This is a good. This is a big race. Boy, uh, I don't know if I know this one. This is a trick question. No, it's not. It's it's a valid question. It's but it's a key race in the in, in the owner of this company's life. Hmm. He did. I know Regan won in Michigan. No, it's not Regan. Not Regan. Before Regan, Regan was probably like way all, like, before. Like the very first oh, race of all of time. Of Hang on, I'm going to give you the year. Mike, what was the year? Do you know? Uh, 2006. I mean, it's not Dell Jr. Is it? No, no. no yeah. But he was Dale in the Jr. race. Dale Jr. was in this race. But he was in the race. But he Dale, didn't drive for JRM. Dale Jr. Yeah. won the race. I thought that was at Daytona. It had Dale to Jr. Have been, won the you race. Know what? Yeah. Michigan. I'm going to answer oh. this. I think. All right. It had to have almost Jamie been. Murray. No. no. I was going to go with Shane Huffman. Close. It was either Shane Huffman or this it would have been. This is before uh, we had a full-time driver. Or no, no. Uh, well, Huffman was the first full-time driver here. I yeah. Think, this wasn't a full-time driver though. Not for JRM. Was it before? This was the '88 Chevrolet. Okay. That's right. Um, did we run another? Yeah, that was our only. That was our only car. Dale Jr. finished first. You remember this race he, because there was some controversy with Carl Edwards. He wrecked Carl Edwards or he pushed Carl Edwards out of the last lap, and Carl Edwards came to victory lane and, and grabbed Dale Jr. Didn't Carl Wasn't that door the one slam where somebody door slammed him and yeah. he had his hand yes, out the window? That was and yes, Carl. Yeah, Carl was came Carl. up and that. door slammed him. Yeah. So, but but it, JRM led some laps in that one. That was a big deal, and, and I think the guy finished second or third. He finished third. Here's a hint for Regan because I think Regan's probably going to get this. This guy is a known. Oh God, that's going to give him. Race gives it away. Oh, that's a dead giveaway. I never would have guessed that actually, though. And who is it? If it was Robbie, it's Robbie Gordon. Yeah, I never would have guessed First. that. I didn't realize he ever drove a race here. Yep. Finished third, tw- qualified 21st, finished third, led 11 laps on the day. That was the first laps led by Junior Motorsports. Who, who, who got our first win? Is it Brad? No. Mark Martin. Mark, Mark Martin. Martin. At what oh. track? Look at, I just looked at the look banner. Look at the same wall. When I was trying to refresh my memory of guys that have driven here when see, you were going for the first lap. We're, we're I, see lots of Brad, I see lots of Brad's on this wall and Dale at Daytona. Can't really see a Mark Martin Vegas one. It's all the way over there. Do you know who the sponsor of Mark Martin's car was the day he won our first race? Heath White. The day he won the first race? Yeah. Delphi. That's right. I didn't even work for y'all back then. You didn't? No. Before my day. You believe that? Was there ever a day I didn't work here? It's hard to remember. It's been a long time. It's been a real long time. <laughs> all right. So that's that's some first name this week. Don't worry. He said the, the other day he's moved up into the management role. Pretty soon he's bumping you right out of here, he that's said. Fine. That's I got fine. this covered. The door slam me. I don't know if I want – yeah, I don't know if I want Mike's job. Heath, you didn't even ask for anything about yeah. his race. He, dude was – I was uh, in the hotel room at Loudon. My man was getting some restarts You've there. You've thrown us all off because we usually tell our guests, thank you for coming and enjoyed having you, and then yeah, we get into these but segments. I so talk we're getting about it. into Plus, these segments. every time I talk about the previous week, you tell me it's old news. we got to talk about this week. I know, but I was excited. I mean, dude, I will I say this. It. I was at home, and I saw Regan going three wide trying to get the job done, and I was like, you go, Regan. I know. Smith. I was sitting there hollering. <laughs> we tried. We tried. You went after it. Dude, you were digging. You were digging. I the second to last restart, I, I, I thought if we could clear – the, I think it was the three car that was on the inside in the second to last restart. I thought if we can clear him, or if I can at least stay on his door till we get off of turn two, we might have a shot at this. I knew that we had to get clean air. I mean, our car was so loose all night long on on corner entry. I couldn't, I just couldn't do anything in traffic. I was really struggling, especially that last set of tires. We were we were very very free that last set of tires. Did so you that happen? Free? The three car gets away, and for whatever reason, I couldn't. I think that I had the the twenty two stage just on my quarter panel enough to where it slowed me down too much to, to be able to keep up with the three coming off a of turn two. 
And I'm thinking, darn, man, the 22 just passed me. We're going to finish third. Oh, man, we should have won this race. Now the caution comes out. I'm like, ooh, yeah, now got, got another shot at this now. Yeah, well, the problem is in third place, I had tried this a couple times earlier in the night. The bottom didn't work. You couldn't, if you're in third, you can't go inside and, and clear those guys. It's just you, you get too bogged down. And, you know, the fear for me was going to be, okay, we're going to finish fifth if, if you make that move. So, I thought the only play I had, let's push the 22 as far as I can push him and hope that he misses the corner. And I pushed him as far as I could push him, and he didn't miss the corner. And that was the re- end of the end of the night for well, us. Well, there was a theory I had I, that I want to ask you. Oh, let's There's probably a couple theories. I've heard a lot of theories about this race. I've read a couple of them and was okay. this close to tweeting some people oh. and telling them how ignorant they were. But let's hear okay. your theory. Well, it probably is the same theory then. I, and I don't know. That well, let's hear the two different theories. Well, there's the theory that you pushed uh, – Blaney in front of you to do the same thing that you just said, try to get him loose or try to get him out there, and then you guys settle it. Well, there's the other theory that says that you pushed him because of who was beside him, and you just didn't want that gentleman to win the race. I also heard a third one that I pushed the 22 as a way of saying, hey, this is payback for what happened at Middle Ohio. What I'm confused about, the last time, yeah, I read that. There was a reporter that that wrote that. Really? I wanted to say something to that reporter. I bit my tongue, and I refrain from typing Now's at that moment but the you know the fact of the matter is is i was doing what i had to do to try and get us to win right. that was all that was crossing my mind on that race so who's where the best place right. to put the seven car in position to win the race i was so confused afterwards because i pushed the 22 car at mid ohio and everybody was mad at me on their team i pushed them at yeah. kentucky and they were so happy and i'm like guys which <laughs> one is it give me a break here yeah i, well, I, I was just I, i'm torn now so i don't know if i'm supposed to push him if i'm not supposed well, it to, depends. I don't know what to do. did he wreck or did he not wreck or did he win the race yeah, we're I mean, all, that, we're that, all that, such <laughs> hypocrites in this sport you know if it benefits <laughs> us then we're happy about that's it true. yeah that's, that's true we all are so. we just gotta own it <laughs> you know it, again at the end of that race i was willing to do whatever it took to get the seven car in victory lane i felt like the best opportunity for the seven car to get into victory lane was going to be to help the 22 car get out clean, hope that I cleared the three as well and that we could make a move and, and try to race for it. Um, I knew the three wide wasn't going to work for me. You know, it wasn't from right. that position. If I'd have been on the outside and fourth and I could have done the three wide move, absolutely. I even thought about going to the middle. The problem was the three car stayed down tight on the 22 car, so my only option was going to be to the very bottom of the track. It wasn't going to work. Um, you know, it was uh, it was. Still a solid night. Still a good night. Yeah, oh, the 22 dude. ended up with a win. And, you know, yeah. that's just how it goes. It appeared the three was going to win that thing, too. Yeah, dude, but I, I go back to the restart right before that. I, did you restart fourth on the outside, and that's when you just took off like a rocket? Made the move to the outside. Is the that 22 went for the block, which I knew faked he was going to do. He faked him out. As soon as he went right, boom, right you into just, the middle. Yeah, man, you just got yeah. out there in front of me. I was like, uh-oh, here Regan he comes. Regan Smith's playing mind games out there. <laughs> that that was – He but said that it, was, though. Blaney said it. He thought he, – he actually snookered him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, that was the restart where I thought if we could have cleared the three car, I thought we had a shot at it. Again, yeah. w- I knew we had to have clean air, right, because I had fallen back to six a couple restarts before that and was just way loose, couldn't couldn't get going. And, you know, we caught a break, and, and um, Jason yelled at me on the radio and said, I know you're in six and you're loose, but man up and drive the <laughs> Thing. Oh wow! He, I don't know how exactly he said it, but that's what I heard that's in my head. That's how you took it. <laughs> that's how I took it. Yeah, and, quite uh, a pep talk. He probably just yeah. said, "You're doing a great job, Regan. Keep it up." <laughs> no, no, he was actually. I'll give him credit for this. I've been asking him all year long to yell at me and calm me down when he needs to calm me down because I get wound up and I get all. And he finally he did what I've been asking him to do, and it worked. I'm like, oh, cool. After the race, I told him, I'm "Like, thank you. I needed that." That's cool. Boom. There you go. Yeah. There you go. So. Like the cu- a couple races I was at this year, he's telling you that, that while you're talking on the radio and talking about how the poor performance of the car, you've 
slow down a tank. <laughs> there is that right? <laughs> All drivers, <laughs> me so in particular. If if you, you hit can, that you button, can, you can equate like if you're the best thing you could do is tie a string from that button directly to your balls. I don't know if I'll, <laughs> I don't know if I was allowed to say that. I don't know. You can say balls. To where if you push that button or or just put a little sh <laughs> put a shock collar in there to where if you push that button it shocks you you know shocks your seat or something like that because. I push the button, I slow down two-tenths on that lap. You know? Yeah, so if you shock your balls, you won't be <laughs> saying that much. If right? I push the button to talk this weekend and anything shocks me, I'm going to be really pissed <laughs> off, too, it's by the way. It's going to be Davis's 360 next <laughs> week. <right? laughs> <laughs> but, no, it was a great day overall, Mike, aside from, you know, obviously Ben had some issues. My question to you. Ball shocker. Ball shocker. <laughs> going into this weekend, what do you expect out of Dover? It's your second trip back to Dover. Last time you were there, you won a hundred thousand dollars. We did, yeah. We had a good day there. So, and, what's going to be better, winning a hundred grand or winning the race? I know the answer to this. I mean, that's a no-brainer. Win the race all the all the time. Yeah, I'd I'd take the race wins over anything. You know, that's uh, and thought we had a legit shot at winning Dover last time. Yeah, and, and ran really some well. Guys had some good fuel mileage that we didn't really predict and mm -hmm. didn't see that coming. But uh, yeah, you know, I think Kentucky was good for for both cars, the nine and the seven. Obviously, 88 had a little bit of trouble, but, uh, you know, that started early on and wasn't of their own doing. I, the promising thing for me is we got a lot of mile and a halfs coming up. That was the most speed we've shown, you know, collectively yeah, as, a group. as a company yep. on the mile and a half in, in a little bit here in, in the past couple months. And, uh, you know, we've been trying stuff, working on stuff. So that was cool. Now you go to a track that we had some speed last time we were at. Um, anything's possible. Dover's, Dover's a weird racetrack. You can go there one time, run great, take the same stuff back there and struggle the next time. It's just a, it's a very moody place. Uh, the weather dictates that a lot. And there's going to be you some get, rain this weekend. And the rain, mm. we might be going to Dover three weeks from now. We don't really yeah. know. You know, we got off weekends coming up, but the way that the weather looks right now with this hurricane or tropical storm, whatever it is that's coming up through there, um, who knows when we're going to mm. race, what the conditions are going to be when we do, if we're racing to lap 100 or if we're going to get the whole thing in. It's been raining in North Carolina for a week. It has been good. And no offense to any, if we have any listeners in Seattle, no offense to them, but if this is anything like Seattle with all the rain yeah. and everything, I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. It's overcast. They say it doesn't rain as much as you think in the Pacific Northwest. It's more cloudy. I heard that from Kevin Hamlin on Twitter today. Oh, there you go. All right, so you've got a really cool paint scheme this weekend. Let's talk about that briefly. You've got Fire Alarm Services in their second second race of the year, and you're bringing – they usually do like a matte black finish, which everyone really liked this week, however. Well, the second race every year, they always do something a little bit yes. different. Last year it was actually Denver, Denver Broncos oh, colors, yeah, I want to point out. the throwback. Um, probably your favorite car. One that, of your that favorite was a pretty good car. Yeah. This week we're neon green, Mike Davis. Yeah. Neon green. Looks good. It's a bright it car. It, it, it's going to pop out. really well. Yeah. I, too bad it wasn't a night race. You'd really see it. Yeah. Dover doesn't have lights. No lights there. Yeah. Because based on the weather, you could be running at night. Let's hope not. Let's not do it. Dover, Dover, Dover without lights would not be fun. I don't know how you're going to pull that off. Dover doesn't have off. lights, does it? No, the horse track does. On the inside. Could we just use those, turn them around? I, don't, I wouldn't recommend it. That's no. what sucks most about Dover is when it rains, you get that clay from the horse oh, track all over your pants and I shoes. was telling Maeve that today. He's like, I'm packing my raincoat. He said, you better pack boots because when that yeah. stuff gets wet, it turns oh, yeah. to like. Oh, and it clumps up yeah. and it uh, yeah. goes everywhere. It just makes a mess. But anyways, back to Dover. <laughs> Regan Smith <laughs> trying to keep us on point. It's really hard today. I'm still stuck on the ball shocker thing. I'm trying to figure out how to make that work. All right. Ball shockers in the number seven for late. I should think about stuff before I suggest it because I just feel like something's going to shock me at some point. You got good ideas, my man. That's a good know. one. Can I finish our lineup I wasn't real even quick? I wasn't even drinking today, and I came up with a good idea. You know the other thing I was thinking? How, who gets to name the hurricanes in the tropical storms? I can't answer. Oh, I think they go alphabetical. 
I'm just trying medical. to. I think I'm just trying to keep Heath from getting on his. <laughs> Dang it! It worked pretty well. Yeah. Anyway, Chase Elliott in the nine car, um, and then Ben Rhodes is back for his second consecutive race in the 88. So. Uh, Dover is a fun place, cool place to watch a race. Actually, they say it's like Bristol on steroids. I don't know how true that is. Yeah, I'd say that's an accurate statement. I yeah. think it should not uh, go to do illegal drugs. What? Steroids. <laughs> I'm not a fan for that. Thanks for that, Mike. All right, <laughs> but the race is going to be Nothing this Saturday. Nothing be on steroids. <laughs> Saturday, October 3rd on NBCSN. Unless they play for Alabama and it helps them win a game. The Alabama don't need steroids. We've lost all control. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> All control. <laughs> they looked like they needed some of uh, that game I saw against, what was it, no. Ole Miss? Who did y'all play last week? That's just grits oh. and uh, mama's cooking right there, buddy. <laughs> you know what? Every time Alabama loses, I come in thinking Mike's going to be, uh, you know, on the cliff, ready to jump. Yeah. And every time I come in, he's like, oh, no, we expected to lose. Davis, <laughs> I keep pointing to you because yeah. you were the one like, person or another. If that yeah. I you said they were going to lose that game. If that helps you sleep at night. You know what? I, but, but I'm telling you, you got to man in the room. You can't ever expect your team's going to lose. You, you, are gotta, a you are a Cubs fan, too, so you're accustomed to losing at times. That's, that's true. true. <laughs> I'm just pointing out the facts. <laughs> it's, a fact. it's a fact. It's a fact. But I'm saying you got a guy in the room that is is my witness that I said, they're not going to beat Ole Miss. He did say that. And, in fact, I said it might even get ugly. Do you notice how much first name has lit up in the past two minutes since we started talking about this? All of a sudden now it's like, oh, first name's back here for the show. And like a month ago. We do ago, a football yeah. show next right. year. Yeah. That's our guy. And yeah. he, uh, like a month ago, <laughs> said they were going to uh, beat uh, Lucy, Georgia. And, well. I, and that's yeah. this weekend, that. isn't it? This yeah. Weekend? yeah, that's this weekend. That. There will yeah. be some folks from TaxLayer very happy if that happens. Yeah. And some from TaxLayer that won't be happy because Carl Rhodes' daughter went to uh, Alabama. I, I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, but football aside, if you want to watch the Xfinity race this weekend, it's this Saturday, Mike Davis, on NBCSN at 3.30 Eastern time. And MRN has a radio broadcast That's right. also at 3.30. That's or right. Sunday or Monday or well, Tuesday. It's TBD. Yeah. Does that suck for you? If it, I mean, like, obviously it would uh, from a fan perspective and everything, but from a mental approach when, when races get postponed to another whole day, any different or you just roll with it? I think maybe up until the point where you fire the motor. Once you fire the motor, you're back. You know, yeah. back to business. Your head's back where it needs to be. But it I, more than it getting postponed is just not knowing. If you got one of those days where you're just sitting there like, oh, we're going to go in five minutes. We're going to go in ten minutes. Oh, we're yeah, going to go in an hour. Those are the ones I don't like. If it's, oh, it rained out, we're going to race tomorrow at 11 o'clock. Cool. Great. Yeah. Now if you show up at 11 o'clock, it's still raining. Oh, boy. Okay, rained out. We're going to race the next day at 11 o'clock. Well, Dover has a casino. So they do. Get some entertainment. They do. Actually, yeah, I'm not a big gambler. Yeah, but, I mean, what else are you going to do? What do you mean you're around? not a gambler? You're a race car driver. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you gamble with your life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> Mike laughs. All right, you're going to join us for <laughs> – Mike, you want to stick around for hot laps because first name's about to take us into hot yeah, laps. Yeah, only because I'm going to throw – I'm holding a football. If he talks about basketball, I'm going to, like, throw this thing right at Davis' I'm, head. I'm still debating whether to talk about you or the chase. You should talk about decide. Mike Davis. Talk about the chase. <laughs> I can't really decide. You talk or, about or are they of the same? They can be the same. Wait, are you talking about Chase Elliott or the chase for the chase? Chase for the Like the chase for the chase. Okay. Chase right, for the let's chase. Let's see what yeah. you got. Chase for the chase. All right, do, yeah, take us in. K1 Speed Hot Laps. Do you want to read it? Yeah, let's let Mike read yeah, it. Yeah, let me read it. Okay. <laughs> uh, K1 Speed is America's premier indoor go-kart racing center with 27 locations nationwide. There is bound to be one near you. Visit K1Speed.com today to find a location nearest you. That's what I'm talking about. That was energy, radio voice. First name just reads and it just. You ought to read this. Let's Davis read the K1 Speed thing again in like a monster truck announcer, okay? Monster truck announcer. Yeah. Oh, this could be fun. Yeah. Like Sunday, Sunday, <coughs> Sunday. Yeah. Go ahead. Let's hear it. 
K1 Speed is America's premier indoor go-kart racing center. With 27 locations nationwide, there is bound to be one near you. Visit K1Speed.com today to find a location near you. That was so much better. That was really good. <laughs> like, that good. was way better. Y'all need to just play. give him a personality a, there. Give him a new profession each week in which he has to read the K1 Speed. Uh, script and just see All if right. he can do it. Like next week, it could be like uh, he could be a South Carolina Gamecocks announcer. In which case, he basically <laughs> just like, uh, no, like next week. <laughs> ne next week, he needs to be like a, a waiter at a hibachi restaurant. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you used to be a waiter at a hibachi restaurant? No, I used to be the chef, oh, my that's man. Right. That's right. How does that work? This is a whole other episode. Don't get Whoa. started. I was a hibachi chef. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you can buy anything online, even a degree to be a hibachi chef, evidently. Oh, man. Hey, how would you like Mike preparing your food? I'd probably leave because I'd be like, I'm at a hibachi restaurant, and I don't think that you look <laughs> like the kind of guy that should be able to cook redneck, me hibachi. Redneck from Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, if he was, now, if he was the, the person that comes out beforehand, the waiter, waitress, whatever it may be, that has, like, the soup and then brings the salad yeah, that makes and then sense. sets up the tray for the hibachi chef, then I would get it. I could see that. Write down that he just offended me. He called me a waiter or a waitress. Okay. <laughs> no, I wasn't calling you that directly. I'm <laughs> saying if you were in that position. Hey, did you right. grill shrimp or crawdads? <laughs> <laughs> shrimp. <laughs> well, you said you were the redneck Yeah, chef. nobody ordered this, the uh, steak and crawdad combo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, first name. You want to start us off? Yeah, I'm going to start us off. All right, so basically this whole year I've been hearing Mike talk about Alabama football and Dell Jr. because obviously that's his job and the Cubs. It's almost baseball season, playoff season. Would he rather want the Cubs win the World Series, Alabama come rolling back and win the national title? Or Dale Jr. win the chase. I've just I've been wondering. I've wanted oh. to ask you this the whole time. Okay, this is your hot lap. Now you're up. You got oh, I'm doing seconds. a hot lap. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're I in. want Dale Jr. to win the chase all day long, and then the Cubs will win next year because they were they're actually ahead of schedule. They were supposed to be good next year because they've been building up their farm system and they got all these awesome rookies. Dale Jr. ain't a rookie. He needs to go ahead and win that chase. And so yeah, Dale Jr. needs to win the chase. Alabama's had their run. Saban's gotten soft. It's just over. You know. But uh, Dale could, and you know what? Furthermore, Dale can win the chase this year. They just did, they did gas and tires. I'm actually looking forward to this weekend because I think uh, this is our knockout race for the chase for the championship. So this is going to be really interesting this weekend. Can Harvick come back and win one? Is Dale Jr. going to make it? We all hope he does. There's a lot of pushing and shoving there at the end of, or the, to get in there. I think it'll be really interesting. That's all I got. Martin comes on the show. Appreciate him being here. I don't know what his hot laps was about last week. I know it was spoken in mostly German. I know certain words that I heard in there. Now I have to go and find a German translator to let me know what was actually being said to know if I'm going to have to go take him out and maybe break a computer or something like that. In all seriousness, Martin's a good guy. Appreciate him coming on and, and helping us out with the show in, in uh, my absence last week. And as for the chase, looking forward to this weekend. I think it's going to be very exciting to see who gets in, who doesn't. A lot of pressure on a lot of guys. And, uh, you know, you look at the point situation there, it's going to be very tight. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Be sure to watch the race this weekend. Mike has just dropped the mic and walked, walked off. I guess that's what you do when your name's Mike. Yeah, Paul um, Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, appreciate everybody for joining us. We'll uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Race fans, did you know Oscar Blues was the first craft brewery to put their beer in cans? That's right. In 2002, Dale's Pale Ale paved the way for the craft can revolution, allowing their great beer to be taken anywhere. On the trail, a day on the lake, 
and especially to the racetrack. And with brewery locations in Colorado and North Carolina, you can be sure you'll find Fresh Dales Pale Ale near you. Visit OscarBlues.com and find out where to get your Dales today.